Hey, it's Kaylin, and welcome to your TV Digest. What show should I watch next? Hey, hey, everyone. We're back for another episode. Ready to talk about some more Riverdale. This episode, a lot was going on. It was jam-packed, and I was loving it. I was all the way here for it, let me tell you. So let's definitely get started, because... Last week, or not last week, but the last episode, I actually had a lot more to say than I thought, and that was longer than I normally go. So I'm like, I feel like this is going to be another day like this, because I have a lot of things to say. As always with Riverdale, I like to break it down by the actual main characters, which I consider to be Veronica, Archie, Betty, and Jughead, and then I throw a little extra side notes for other things happening with other characters in the show so uh yeah let's get let's get to chatting shall we okay so last week archie was losing his mind um and this week was no exception um he just is full of so much anger. So much anger, this, this boy. I'm about to say man, because he's a, real, he's a man in real life. But yeah, <laughs> in the show, he is, you know, just a kid. Just a teenage, 17-year-old boy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he is still losing it in this episode. Um, he just has so much anger. And like I mentioned last week, he had that little bottle of alcohol he hid in his bedroom. So I'm like, great, you know, now he's going to start drinking. This is going to get downward spiral for him. So he pretty much seemed like he just gave up since he couldn't do the SATs. And the principal's like, you just need to repeat junior, um, your junior year. Cause you're so behind. Cause you, you know, I mean, you was in prison and you wasn't doing school and it's basically the year's almost over. So you just need to start over. Okay. That's not something you necessarily want to hear, but I feel like logically he should just realize like, that's just what's going to be like, he's not going to graduate on time because you was in prison. Like you went to prison and then you were on the run. So like, what do you expect? You did not one drop of school. So I don't, I guess He's just like, screw it. Like, I'm just forget school because he pretty much tells his dad, like, I just want to start working. I need something to use my hands. Like, I just have so much, you know, whatever. I got to get out, aggression, whatever. And so his dad's like, no, if you're sure if you, sure you want to work, you know, you can work for my company, which his dad has like a construction company. So basically, first thing on the job, he's just pounding away um, on this like cement I don't know he's breaking up the cement bricks whatever, whatever they had him doing breaking something and the guy's like uh, the supervisor blows the whistle like time to um take a break you know it's lunchtime, and he just keeps pounding ignoring everyone drops their stuff and goes to lunch and he's just still and he's like Archie you know did you hear me like it's quitting time but this is a union like you have to take a break and he just straight up ignored him I'm like so basically you just lost all disrespect like you just you just are, you have no respect for nobody anymore, basically, because he's clearly talking to you and you just keep pounding away. Like, what's wrong with you, first of all? And then he's pretty much just like, nah, I'm good. And the guy's like, you have to. Like, this is law, sir. It's a union. Do you not know how unions work? Did you not get that in training? I guess they didn't train him because his, his dad's company? Like, what? what's with that? So 
he's like, nah, bruh, I'm not doing that. Well, he didn't say that like that, but that's basically how he said it was, nah, bruh, I ain't listening to you. And the guy's like, you don't want to start this. I'm bigger than you, basically. And I'm like, wait, excuse me? Um, yes, you were bigger, but not in that same way. I feel like Archie would beat you if you guys were going to fight. Like, come on now, sir. Let's get real. Okay. Um, no disrespect, but he would beat you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's just like, he ain't doing it and like shoves him. I'm just like, wow, you are just spiraling because since when are you this disrespectful to authority in this way? Like you're the good guy, you know? I mean, I know a lot of stuff has happened to you, but goodness, like you just going to disregard what your boss says. So he's kicked off the first day. Like, wow, you fail. So he decides to go to Veronica's little bar place or whatever it's called. I always forget the name of it. Some, I think it's in French um, place because apparently that place now serves alcohol to minors. But yeah, that was established kind of a few episodes ago when Reggie was making those runs to get the alcohol, I guess, illegally. And yeah, but I forgot when she decided to start doing that. So he goes there and he's a drinking. And Reggie's like, yo, you got too much. We need to go. And he's like, no, you know, you know, a typical scene's about to cause a scene. So they're going to throw him out. And Josie was mid-sing like, no, stop singing and just go over to him and says, that's my friend. Like, he's our friend. Like, we need to help him. I think Reggie's like, I, you know, I think that ship has sailed. Are we really friends? You know, like, I have your girl now, basically. <laughs> so Reggie's like, whatever. So um, I'm going to say Rosie. Josie which I feel like we haven't seen her in a minute um she takes him and like puts him in the little bathtub and like puts cold water on him like you need to shape up basically to him and has a little heart to heart with him and um so she's trying to help him out and I will I want to pause at what's going on with him because basically there's a buildup to something later on, and but I'll get to that. I want to now move on to um, Veronica. So Veronica, I guess the main thing is like it's your father, so of course you care about your father, even though he's in gangster mob mob king. Like he does illegal things, you know. But I thought at some point they had a falling out because of the situation with Archie, and she just disregards him that's what I thought and then obviously he still kind of runs things a little bit so she had to get protection because he was going to you know force her to pay these this money for her business and all that stuff but you know he got shot so I guess just kind of like you know what we're going to take care of business because we don't want our enemies to think we're weak and stuff so I'm like okay so now you care about his um his like legacy so to speak I want to keep that running like it's just I think she's conflicted you know what I mean because she'd be sometimes doing a little illegal stuff too so I guess it's kind of hard because you want to do the right thing but you also come from a family who does not do right things so yeah so she fires his bodyguards like because they didn't want to go with her plan or have a good plan um and I'm just like so where's the mom you know what I mean I, I just feel like if you're some kind of person who has this control of stuff if something was to happen to you do not have something in plan for someone to take care of things while you're down for the count because like 
so your daughter who is 17 can take over it's just it was just weird to me but she her reggie and um her old um doorman of her place where she lives he's somehow back in the picture they help her to kind of carry on business and pretend like he's the man in black and she gets the payments from the people so i'm like okay so she keeping things going and on the side paying um jughead to investigate who shot her father um oh side note so the whole entire every episode they try to like mimic something in like pop culture so to speak or like film history or whatever you want to call it but I sometimes pick up on it and sometimes I don't but this particular episode I was like hmm, this seems like they're trying to make it a style because the way it opens it goes back to well in the when they first started Riverdale it was narrated by Jughead because he is a writer slash investigator and writes for the school newspaper so he usually narrates and writes things but he hadn't really done that in a while so they kind of brought it back so I was like I think they're trying to do a thing here and the way Veronica came in with a little hat and the music I was like okay yeah you guys are trying to do a bit so um I was like what is this called so I had to look it up because I couldn't remember um so it's kind of like film noir I think that's how you say it n-o-i-r it's kind of like a thing they style they do with like gangster type movies or shows and you like have a narrator who usually is like the investigator or whatever so that is Jughead so he's the investigator slash narrator so yeah that's the kind of vibe of the whole entire um episode and I think at one point they even had a black and white scene if I remember correctly so yeah but anyway back to Veronica so I feel like do we really trust her mom? That's how I was feeling with Veronica. I guess that's why she just takes over because it's kind of like, what is your mom doing this whole entire time? She don't be having the answers or she always has some kind of story. It just doesn't add up. So Veronica's like, this is our chance. He's out. We can burn up the drugs and get rid of the stuff and just like destroy where it is in the prison basically. And her mom's like, no, my idea is to sell it to someone we can like profit since we had to be put through this so to speak and I'm like that's shady so yeah something's up with, with Hermione so that's um yeah that's interesting okay so she's dealing with keeping her dad's business afloat so let's move to um let's see who let's move to Jughead since he's like the narrator this particular episode like I said, he's back to writing. I don't know what he's writing for. Is he back writing for the newspaper? I feel like they just don't care about school. So even last week when they brought in about the SATs, I was like, um, y'all actually still go to school <laughs> with all the things that happen? Um, but yeah, so he's writing whatever and investigating. So this week was supposed to be with, I think I mentioned this, um, Kelly Ripa playing the mistress of... Hiram, who is her husband in real life, um, Mark. So she really wasn't in this episode that much. So I wonder if she's going to be more next week, but she really was like for two seconds. I felt like, so he's investigating, trying to figure out what's going on. He confronts, well, first he goes to where she's supposedly at some hotel, come to find out there's like a 
Maple Club, as they call it, which is such a whack name. A Maple Club? Like, she just won't let go of the maple just because I used to produce maple for business. But whatever. Maple Club, which basically was the kind of the beginnings of the brothel that, um, what's her name? Um, <laughs> Blossom. Why am I drawing a blank on Miss Blossom's name right now? I don't know. Anyway, Cheryl's mother, Penelope, right? I think that's her name. Penelope? Yeah. Penelope um, is running and she's like, what are you children doing here? This is a business and da da da. She usually is willing to talk to a certain degree. So come to find out, she says that, she, what did she say? She said that um, Claudius was obviously who was killed the last episode or they said it was a suicide but he we know he was killed but um he obviously was working for Hiram and he was doing the drugs at that one place but it was I guess the whatever process they do when they were getting rid of this excess or like the runoff so to speak it was going into the river like they were doing it on purpose kind of thing so that's what was causing the um everyone to be having seizures but it really affected just the girls seizures I don't think any of the guys had seizures like for some reason affecting the girls and that's when um it got moved to the prison um by Hermione's doing we come to find out later but anyway so she gives them that bit of information and kind of points the direction or someone else points the direction where the mistress is so Jughead's following that Betty was with him for a brief second but then she has her own things she has to do so she leaves him whatever and he confronts the mistress and the mistress is basically just like um she doesn't really give that much but like he kind of deduces stuff from it but she was sent there to inspect the water but she's like being paid off to say that the water is fine but the water is not fine because it has the little drug excess off of it or something from the little little rocks which is affecting people it's just weird. So, like I said, they barely had Kelly Ripa in there. So, I wonder if they're going to have more of her next week. Because she barely was in there at all. Um, we're going to pause with Jughead now and move on to Betty. Because there's going to be starting to be some things coming together very soon. Um, so, Betty. Back to talking to her dad. I guess she just... Well, you know, I would feel that way kind of too because her mom literally only cares about that cult, the farm. So she gave her money away for college. Like she just, she's lost it herself. So I guess she feels like all she can really trust is her dad who's a serial killer and then is in jail. Like that's kind of weird. But what other adult figures in her life, I guess? Because all adults are crazy basically. So, um, oh I had to mention that that's the main thing I meant to say about Jughead. The fact that they still have tall boy's body. So I guess last week when they had that party, they were going to like cover up. I guess they were going to burn his body in the, like a bonfire where they're having the party or whatever. And then Effie showed up as a sheriff. I guess they put that on hold because they still had his body underneath his bed in the little, um, the little uh cave thing bunker that's in the woods and the dad was there if he was there like question like what happened because people wanted to bring him to justice for his crimes which i don't i guess he was going to take care of that since he's a sheriff now but he's like he disappeared and they're like well we put him on a bus 
and whatever like who does that so he's like I don't believe you and so when I come back have a better story and he's just literally underneath the bed I'm like so how many days is it been because I feel like this body would have smelled or are they just chalking it up to we're in this bunker underneath the ground but no I feel like you wouldn't know like there's a decaying body underneath this bed so that's very strange I don't get that part but anyway back to Betty she's talking to her dad he's giving her a little advice he's still creepy as ever she's trying to investigate what's going on with just everything basically and with Claudius she just feels like it's connected to Penelope because everything comes back to that poison which it comes from something that only the Blossoms would have on their property or something of that nature so but as I mentioned when they confronted her together her and Jughead at that little Mabel club she denies that so she kind of just says she's against men so to speak is or whatever but she never admits to like she's the one doing stuff so it's kind of like okay um so she first goes to Cheryl's house originally she, before they even got to that little Mabel club they had a funeral for Claudius and she showed up there and she was trying to question um the aunt Okay, I had to take a pause because I was um, I was recording in the car and yeah, I had to pause because I had to continue on to my destination. So yeah, I was, you know, trying to multitask, start recording a podcast while I was waiting. But anyway, back to what I was saying about her being at the funeral. She confronts, Betty confronts Cheryl to ask questions about Claudius and they're just kind of like, get out of here. Stop asking questions like this is a trying time. And I'm like, first of all, I thought Cheryl really wasn't into her feeling like that. Like, didn't she leave? I'm just, I thought at one point she left because her mom was crazy. But I guess because she showed her mom, like, you're not going to run me. She's fine to live there. And I didn't think she liked her uncle Claudius. So, but apparently, you know, she was mourning, whatever. Um, But yeah, uh, it kind of... What ends up coming out basically is Hermione, again, as I was mentioning last week, is the person who has before acted like she runs things and then she kind of acts like she doesn't run things. So it's back to her being like she runs things. Um, She had or she is having an affair with Sheriff Minetta because they had said he was killed, but he really was not killed. Um, he's alive and she's having an affair with him some way far north. Um, Jughead had had him followed by Sweet Pea. Yes. So he finds that information out and he like, here's the information that it was all set up. You know, he is the one that shot Hiram and they were about to try to frame FP for it. That's why they put him in place as sheriff. I still don't know what the ultimate goal of everything is. I guess it's just, she's going to be running the show, I guess. But yeah, so that's what they find out. So he goes back and tries to warn his dad because obviously like he doesn't want his dad framed. So their plan is to kind of fix that situation plus the situation with um, Tallboy being dead. So he tells his dad about Tallboy. Cut to Archie is finally going to shape up as Josie was saying and face his demons, which is facing Hiram because that's how this all started, right? Him spiraling. And having to go to prison and all these different things is fighting Hiram. So, 
he goes to Hiram's hospital, who's no longer guarded because Veronica fired them. Um, so that's strange. Like, he didn't hire new people to to um, protect your dad. That's just weird. But I guess she's trying to pretend that he's okay. So it's like, he can't... Ha- I don't know. It still was weird. Like, he wasn't protected. He was able to just go in there in intensive care because apparently no one was uh, on that aisle. Like, who's at- no one's at the hospital. It was just empty, it seemed, with a gun. And I'm like, so you're really about to just go in there and shoot him? Like, really? That's what it would come to, Archie, shooting him. Like, wow. So he was going to... He basically off the chest how he felt and he literally was about to shoot him. Like he pointed the gun at him, but then the door um started shaking so he had to hide. But it really was Sheriff Knight coming to like shoot and finish the job of Hiram. But he actually shoots uh Sheriff Manetta and he gets away. He doesn't know Sheriff Manetta because he has a mask on. Because again, because nobody's in the hospital, so they're just free to just go roam about. Um, so Veronica, of course, ends up finding out or whatever. And she's like, thank you so much. And she's just like, I, how did this happen? And he's like, I just came. He didn't tell her about the gun part that he was the one about to shoot him. He kind of alludes to like, he could, it could have been me, but he doesn't feel like that's what he was really planning on doing when he was going there. Um, so he just goes in and so she's like, well, thank goodness you're there to save him basically. So he was saved and him well Hiram all of a sudden now is awake um cause yeah I'm like weren't you in a, I, I guess they never said he was in a coma I just assumed he was in a coma but you know I guess he just was kind of out of it from I don't know they never really explained um but he's apparently now finally awake and he hears what's happened and so he's like let's just have a truce you know what I mean a life for a life you know you saved my life I'm not gonna bother you if you don't come for me and so they have a little truce they're not gonna bother each other anymore yay for them so that's how it ends up being so the way that uh Jughead kind of wraps things up is he has Alice Alice is coming to film on record because now she's in news reporting (laughs) but she comes to film FP when Hermione gets there just like oh wow like tall boy was was doing small jobs for you know um Hiram and you know he is the one that shot shot him and like we were trying to get him as a scuffle and I ended up having to pull my firearm so now he's dead and basically they used tall boy as that so like cover the death like it was because of that and her her mind was not dumb she knows she's like oh I totally understand so she knows that they know that it's all lies and what she's trying to do so I don't know how they're going to resolve that situation I really don't know but so she's like okay so they're kind of all stuck so to speak because everyone has dirt on each other which is actually what Betty comes to find out because she again is trying to confront Penelope Blossom again and and who else does she try to confront I forget but anyway they're just basically like look we know about you and your situation with bodies covering stuff like we all have stuff that we have done wrong so you can't say anything without you being taken down or your family being taken down as well that is actually the conversation that was had between Jughead and Hermione but similar conversations have been had throughout the whole entire episode so everyone is kind of in a 
I don't know what the term is, a lock because they all have dirt on each other. So the way everything ends up being is everyone's stuck and then Hermione decides she's going to shoot Sheriff Manetta for real because I think she just was like, I just need to tie up these loose ends and just get rid of him. Plus he also made a comment about what we're going to do because, you know, Hiram always had like ways to resolve these situations. So I think she was like, I'm the one that really runs this. Goodbye. So yeah, she shoots him. So he is going to be really dead. And um, yeah, so it's kind of just like, what's going to happen next? And it ends with Veronica. She didn't really want to know who really shot her dad, even though the story came out that it was tall boy. She just accepted it and gave the rest of the money to Jughead. So that's how it ended. And the line that she used to end it all was, it's just Riverdale. Like, this is just how things go in this place. People c- commit crimes and no one will like, be brought to justice because we all got this dirt on each other. Like, we all had something. So it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, there was, it was definitely a jam-packed episode. Um, a lot going on. Oh, I almost forgot. Archie is getting back into music and he's gonna be doing that with Josie like he sits down with her and he's like I've worked through my demons I want to get back into music she's like you can sing backup so I don't know if they're trying to like be like that could be a possible thing because I hope not I I don't need to see Archie start dating someone else I know Veronica is with um I know Veronica is with Reggie but I don't need to see Archie and Josie get together so hopefully they're just going to be doing it for music only and nothing else, but we'll see. So yeah, what were you guys' thoughts on tonight's, well, last night's episode of Riverdale? Did you like the episode overall? What are your thoughts for what's coming up next? How are we going to, I feel like is the next person to bring down going to be Hermione? Like, I don't know. Next week, it seems like something about to happen again. They... I think we're starting to pick up the pace because first half of the season was kind of slow and I wasn't feeling it, but this second half is starting to be pretty good. Even though next week they're bringing back the game, it looks like of gargles and gargles and I was about to say gargles and dragons. That's not the game. Um, but yeah, so when they're bringing the game back and they're being forced to play. So that should be very interesting. So yeah, as always, find me on Twitter, Instagram, tell me your thoughts. Let's keep the discussion going. And until next time, bye.